Welcome to the Grappling We See exactly. Grappling Rewind Podcast. Welcome to this week on the Grappling Rewind Podcast. This week's show, we're going to recap the Third Coast Grappling Kumite 5. We are going to preview Fight to Win 149, headlined by Keenan versus Gabriel Almeida. As always in the show, I'm your host, Mange. I'm my co-host. Emil. How you doing, Emil? I'm doing spectacular, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but we're here. We're doing it. There's like, we just have Third Coast this week. And uh, we honestly don't have a ton of news either. Um, it might be a little quick, a little shorter of a show than usual. Yeah. Not a bad thing. I mean, there was plenty of good jujitsu to talk about. Yeah, so. oh yeah, dude, Turkos was a lot of fun. Um, there was some really, there was some really fun matches. Before we get into that, you want to talk a little news? Let's do it. There is not a whole lot of news this week for once. Uh, in, in the biggest news, BJJ Bet has announced their entire lineup for their card. and It's stacked. Dude. It is really stacked. I didn't, I didn't realize you walk in and you went like, yeah, you've seen the whole lineup? I went, no, I haven't seen any of it. And you're like, look at this lineup. Yeah, and so no. it's, it's funny that like usually I'm the one talking about it. Like, it's funny to get it from you. It's it's funny too because um, the the match that most caught my eye was like way down on the card. It was Herberth versus Penna. That's, like, which the, is, that's the prelim headliner. Yeah, that's the prelim headliner. Exactly. Like that's how stacked this card is, is that that like beef match is like all the way down. Oh shit. That's the BJJ start. I completely. Yeah, that, dude. Again, that's how tired I am right now. Like yeah. that's what we're operating on. I forgot <laughs> that that's the beef. You match. forgot that Herberth tried to fight the Penna brothers. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, uh, that's gonna be fucking yeah, so that, dope. Again, that's what kind of I literally saw just now. I think Penna's gonna happened. fuck him up. By the way, uh, I do. It depends on like Herbert looked good. Was it two weeks ago? Last week? Penna is still, I think, like I. I still it's think he's like one of the one best of the, in the world. Yeah. But dude, Herbert, when Herbert shows up, dude, special. When Penna shows up, he's also a world leader too. I mean, he's Penna's beyond. I mean, Penna is like you know, he can. Penna can actually fuck up anybody when he's on his A game. So um, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun matchup. So that's the that's the prelim opener. Uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to go down or want to go up from here? Go down. Oh no, I mean like start at the top. Go down. So start at the top. A matchup that I am super hyped for: Cyborg versus Kynan Duarte. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking bonkers. They I haven't mean, fought before. Man, you you put this the best, which is like. These are both guys that we've learned not to pick against. Right. And like, so how are we going to pick this match? I like, thought about that. I went, I went oh yeah, like, my general rule after picking wrong on Cyborg so many times, like, hey, don't pick against Cyborg in a bracket um, and don't pick against Conan Duarte in a bracket. And I went, oh, they're, they're fighting each I'm other. I'm straight up at now. a loss right now. Like, I'm honestly going to have to look at a bunch of footage. Yeah, there's... Them because I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pick about if it's going to be gi or nogi and then we've seen cyborg way more in nogi recently so i'm curious if it's going to be a gear nogi match and then i want to look at like both of their games and see if there's any not like opponents but anyone that has a similar style but both these guys kind of have their own style so it's yeah and i mean kainan's is like that his style is impossible to completely nail down because he shifts around a lot yeah. depending on like he he's he he's excels at what doing what he needs do. to do yeah, yeah like which is one of the reasons why i like it is watching him is because you don't yeah. really know what you're gonna get cyborg is like you kind of know what cyborg's a game is right like and he he can implement it against anybody right mm-hmm. so that's, the guy that's what makes him so fun to watch is because he's gonna like he's gonna do also another guy's gonna do what he needs to get done but when you have both of those guys against each other, I'm yeah. curious to see, like, is Saber going to play the really heavy upward stance game? I is see. Is he going to play the seated game? I see Cyborg. Uh, I see Cyborg. If, if I had to, like, you we're know. Doing pre- if I, we're if doing previews in the news section this it, week. Yo, if I had to speculate. I like how this event is, like, in the middle of, in the beginning of September. September 6th, I think? Yes, yeah. September 6th. 14 bucks. A little higher price than, like, I would like to pay, but but it's dope, man. We're, we're gonna read that first the match is I'm fucking. Still, I'm still gonna pay for yeah. it. Like I'm still gonna buy it and like yeah. support it because it's a really great card. So what, do you, what were you saying about Cyborg and? Uh, I see Cyborg uh, actually having an edge on the stand up. Like his stand up has been tenacious. Like he can yeah. wear people down. You know, we saw him wear we, Hulk we just down. Have seen very few guys like beat him in the stand up. Yeah, and then like the only guy that we, I think repeatedly could do that was Rodriguez. Right. And he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sit down, cool." Yeah, and then he negated that. He right. again did what he needed to do, and yeah. so like, do we think that Kynan can out wrestle Cyborg? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. Really yeah. know if he can. I don't think he can. I, I, I think, I think, in a depending on the day, he could. 
But would I repeatedly pick him to do so? I don't think I would. Yeah, I think w- Cyborg's going to hit you with that head in the chest blast double at one time in the match. Right. Because uh, Cyborg's timing is fucking immaculate. You know, like yeah. he, he, what he does more Wait, look than at, anyone look- is just like, he just sees that that opening and he capitalizes. Look at him it. in the finals of the last third coast. Yeah. Like he just times it beautifully. Oh, so not, not the finals, um, the semifinals. Uh, not before he guillotined Flip Andrew, but it was the match before that. Yeah. Beautiful head in the chest blast double. It was just he just gets it done. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see so what I rule see, set BJJ Bet is using and if it's gi or no gi for these two guys. Yeah. Um. So I you know I have that stand up and then at that point. You know, you're gonna have to pick against your boy, maybe. I can't. Like we cyborg slow passing is dope, but like we have a month to kind of like talk about this internally, yeah, and then come with like counterpoints. And Mio's, you're gonna hit me with a spreadsheet of like, all right, I've done the math. Here are their like opponents. Well, statistically, they, who's gonna win? I don't. Yeah, there's no matches between them to go off of, which is what I love about this. So it's it'll be a surprise, I think, no matter yeah. what. But. Really, really great match. At main card for that. Main, sorry, main event for that. Co-main, we have Gregor Gacy versus Aki Bahens. Again, I'm assuming... I don't know if this is Gi or no Gi. Like, both these guys we've seen... I mean, you haven't seen Gregor. I think Gregor, the last time we saw him, was either Polaris or Quintet. I don't remember which one it was. Um, yeah. Um, I want to say it was Quintet. Um, yeah. I mean, he went on a tear in Quintet. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that was that quintet was like two years a year yeah, and a half yeah. or two years ago. Yeah, I was, think it was in this house, but was, I've been in this house for two and a half years now at this point. It's a hot minute. Um, and Izaki, we've seen Izaki, look, he just had a an amazing finish a couple weeks ago on what fight to win, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, it was a super fight, so I'm pretty sure it's fight to win, but yeah, um, yeah, he was he looked fucking amazing. Oh, he had that absurd sequence where he followed through for like, yes. for like, you know, fucking two or three minutes yeah, like um, he did like who was that against i can't remember his opponent killing me now because he that was uh i yeah, need more sleep i remember Sundays, now this is that's when he he did the tumble into like a omoplata style yeah, yeah and he changed the fucking, grip midway through yep, yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. was crazy yeah so i'm um, i'm pumped to see that next match sanji habero versus wagner hosha that's gonna be fucking amazing you know right sanji's back baby sanji and is, wagner wagner's moving up in weight yeah. So I think Sanji's historically been heavier. Uh, has Sanji been 88? I want to say he's 88. And yeah. then Wagner has historically been 77. So Wagner's moving up, bulking up. We saw him at third coast, bulked up. I'm super curious to see how this one goes. Uh, if it's Nogi, again, we haven't, we just haven't seen Sanji a ton. We've seen him in the one match on Fight to Win after like two plus years off with surgery and at ADCC. That's dope. Uh, under that, we have Leo Vieira versus Italo Mora. Yep. Match. Then, prelim headliner, uh, Herber Santos versus Pregunia Felipe Pena. That's, yeah, Perguica, right? It, what is it? Perguica, I think. I do not, sp- I speak like, I have like four words in Portuguese that I can say, and they're all curse words. Um, <laughs> and so when everyone, they give me like the... Yeah, Perguica. Perguica, Okay. I've always, called them, I've always called them the wrong name. Welcome to the Grappling Rewind, where we mispronounce names for three years at a time. Then we have Leandro Lowe versus Margali. Yeah. I can't believe that's a fucking undercard. Like, undercard match. That's fucking bonkers. That's disrespectful. I love it. Yeah. Also, taking fucking Margali on that one. I'm curious to say. I think they fought a couple of times. Yeah. I think Lowe has Lowe, I think Lowe has a win over him. I don't. I'm, this look. is completely out of my ass because I haven't looked at the records in a bit here to check. But that should be a really, really f- like I think fun matchup given like the way that Mergali fights and Lowe's pace. Like both of them kind of can run and like work in bursts. Yeah, but again, Mergali like, is another guy you don't typically pick against. Yeah, also Leandro Lowe, like he goes in bursts, but then he looks fucking exhausted. Yeah, he gets they, tired. They talked about the uh, the commentary talked about it in his match against Hulk, where he, they were like. Yeah, he does this a lot. Like, he just gulps in air when he's, like, exerting himself. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. He motherfucker can move. Nine-time pan champion. But, um, low. Five, but yeah. four-time, five-time world champion. Morgali just pushes that pace that looks an inhuman, you know? Yeah. He can, just, he can bury you with pace. He's got that, like, fucking Cain Velasquez-style, like, pressuring, which is terrifying. He's just going, going. Oh, cool, cool. Ten minutes in? I don't care. We're yep. going to keep going. Uh, next match, we have Lucas the Hulk Barbosa versus... Oh, my phone died. Uh... Wander Braga. That's third on the undercard. 
and then we have a we have a bunch of other matches yeah. underneath this as well. Uh, it's dope. Worth fifteen bucks again, a little more that for pay per view than we usually pay for. Yeah, but, but that's high quality. You dude, know, super, if if that lineup quality. stands, yeah. that it's definitely. If worth honestly, it. like two thirds that lineup stands, it's still worth it. Yep. You know, it's a that's a really really good card. There's a couple of those matches alone. I would pay like three and five bucks for. So it like it works out. Uh, let's see. Any other news we got? I think Flow updated their. You told me they updated their pound for pound rankings. They're, they're rankings. all their rankings, I guess. Yeah. Yep. yep. We perused through them some movements. Some I think the biggest thing was uh, was Joao moved from sixty six to sixty two kilograms, and yep. that kind of moved around the sixty six kilograms a lot. I think Cade moved up, and a couple other guys moved up. Yep. So uh, and then the pound for pound rankings kind of moved around, and other than that, uh, I got nothing else for news. Yeah. Um, there's a cool study on the fight site about Bouchesha talking about his transition to MMA. You should take a look. I think it's on YouTube. It talks about like a lot of things he can do to, you know, be successful in MMA. Uh, and and that's it. Yeah. I'm moving to the recap section. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Moving on to the recap of Third Coast Grappling Kumite 5. This was an under 170 pound, uh, yeah, 70 pound bracket that featured some bangers. Where do you want to start with this? Quarterfinals? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so off the bat, we have Roberto Jimenez defeating Hugo Marquez via a rear naked choke. Kind of had to do it twice. Yeah. I'm off the mat once, and then he was, like, finishing him and tapped him, and then they were like, nope, we already called it, and so they had to reset, and then uh, the back take sequence here was nice. Yeah, like, the the first one was, was really beautiful. Um, Hugo's rolling, um, like, desperately. Like, or he, basically, he went to turtle, which is like, don't don't turtle against... Roberto Jimenez. Dude, like, one thing I noticed, and there's a couple matches I noticed, Jimenez, he takes your back and throws the choke at the same time. We see a lot of high-level guys do it. In Nogi, it almost looks like Jimenez a lot of times will, like, he literally does it at the same time. Yeah, you know, what I've noticed is he he is incredible at, like, working his way to the back. So he'll he'll be hanging off of you on the side, which for me, and I feel like, even most guys, they, most they grapplers, get pushed they, off by the mat. Yeah, yeah, they get but peeled he, off. This He's was able really to climb up in the, every time. In the, was it K, in the Cade match? Or yep. no, yeah, in the Cade match. We're Cade, we'll talk about it in a minute here, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk about it in that match. Yeah, but anyway, it, you know, really exceptional control and, like, just getting to the back, getting settled. But then, yeah, lo- like, when, when he's, he also uses his momentum when he likes to, not finish like belly down he'll he'll roll the yeah. person and as as you said as they're rolling he throws in the sub right and well, he gets his what i noticed i forget if it was this sub i think it was this sub he gets it on the reset yeah uh, they go through the sequence again he gets the back again but he has the hand under and like basically he has the choke in the as he is getting the back control like he does a really good job of keeping his shoulders and chest in place like on the side of your like lower shoulder blade and then working it around and using like he's i think he has specifically or he has particularly long arms and he has big hands that help him like grip and hold those holds in order to lock himself in get around the back and get the choke and he just there's i'm watching something here because we've seen him a lot we've seen him from the back a lot and a lot of triangles i i'm watching something here with how with the sequence that he is locking up the rear naked choke that is uncommon. And so it'll probably take me a couple months to figure out exactly what I'm seeing here, but there's something here that in the way he's doing it that's uncommon and it's working really well for him. Um, another thing that he did uh, that Roberto did during this match that I really liked was uh, he's comboing a knee cut pass with, and he was stepping into a kind of like uh, leg weave he slash. sat there for a while. Yeah, he sat there for a little bit, and it's also a position where you can you can also, you know, roll and do a ninja roll from. Um, right, and then he stepped back in the knee cut pass. It was a really nice, kind of like back and forth that he, he did, did it in this match and in the cage match. He did it as well. Yep. Um, yeah. So gets a really good choke. Really nice finish. Looked good. Uh, Roberto, I think, is the only guy in the bracket that actually gets chokes. Yeah, only guy. He has two rear naked chokes in the bracket. Only guy to get sub finishes. Yep. Again, much like Sug. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have Cade Rotolo defeating Vitor Oliveira via decision. Dude, Jonathan Gracie dropped out 26 minutes after we finished recording last week. And then, like, literally, you were driving away. Yeah. And I, I texted you, text. like, hey, just yeah. so you know, like, uh, Jonathan Gracie's out, Cade Rotolo's in. Uh, 
yeah we 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 recorded already <laughs> it's, yep. it's done it is what it is yep so that happens jujitsu uh especially in the time Dude, of COVID. that happens frequently all the time yep with like we'll record something and like i right, chopped out new match tuesday it's like oh that's also a really compelling matchup that we didn't get to talk about yeah like that's happened with, with fight to win pro yeah or with um with who's number one yeah like two weeks ago uh so yeah Cade gets it done really close decision i think was this a split decision uh, I can't remember. I think it was a split. There was a couple of split decisions on the card. Really, really close match. It's nice to see more from Cade. Um, we see kind of Ty showcased more frequently, so I was happy that we had both brothers on the card because I feel like Cade is... Cade was a replacement, too. I'm trying to... For Jonathan. Oh, he was yeah, the one. Yeah, okay, he was, sorry. sorry. Yeah, he was the replacement for Jonathan. was... Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. For, yeah. For yeah, that's, that's wild. Um, next up, we have Hinato Kanuto defeating Johnny Tama via decision. This was funny shit. This was so dope. This Hinato is Hanato I like to see. He hits a fucking kiss of the dragon, which is just like... And he does it from like the De La Hiva, yeah. which is something that Johnny Tama plays from the bottom from that position. Like, he hits you with your own shit. Yeah, in Nogi, yeah. Um, Dude, I watched this sequence like three times. So it's just such like... The way that he goes from the De La Hiva to the outside single leg X, to changes position, then rolls underneath, comes up, and then like Gets controls body lock, the hip. Yep. Yep, dude. Uh, this takes was, him I down. Think, probably my sequence of the the weekend. I like this one. A close second to me is uh, is just I love watching um, Ty do the um, the like anaconda pass basically. Yeah, that is. And he, cool. he does that into mount later on. Which I play. Is a fucking I dope. play this game. Yeah. So it's like as soon as he went to single leg action X and like went to the Chris the Dragon, I was like, oh snap! The thing I try to do. But done versus high level guys yeah. with high level technique. So that's yep. again I'm biased there for like what I do. Yep. So um that's basically, you know, Hanato takes his back and uh is on there for a long, long time. Um Dude, I love the control that he used with he didn't get the hooks for a good portion of that. He had that single leg, um what they they called it something. It's not the lock, it's a twister hook, I think. That's what they call it. Like he had that when it's single, the same leg on the same leg, and you're looped through almost like kind of a half lockdown of the one leg. He used that a ton. Oh, the truck. Yeah, they call it the truck, but it's like that's not what I know the truck to be. Yeah, it's, I, you could get a roll through. The truck is like a mirrored position where one guy is like on his back, and but Canuto was attempting to get to the back. He had like the truck hook, but he didn't actually roll into what I would traditionally look at as the truck. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't both of their hips facing upwards, right? Which, which is, is what we're used to, but um, but I I do think that's a good description for it. It's a great leg control, and as you described it, it looks a lot like the lockdown, but from yeah. a different angle. And I'm 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 being I'm blanking. I need I need to sleep before these things. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool match. This is one match, honestly. You should go back and watch. I'm, yep. I'm a huge fan of both these guys. They kind of are both action fighters, and it's really cool. Well, Nato was fucking gangster, man. Dude, he just goes. And yep. He just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And I was again really I, I like the pace that Canuto brings to all his super fight matchups and bracket matchups, and like I'm always a fantasy. Always my entertaining. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Ty Rotolo defeating Oliver Taza uh, two to nothing in overtime. Dude, this guy close to attacking him on points. Dude, v- exceedingly close. Because uh, Taza it was. His, I mean, Taza is a sub first guy. Like he is not. I mean, he is. I really learned him from the sub only scene. Like he's very very good. But historically, like Taza is a leg lock leg hunter, and he's kind of less concerned positionally. And Ty was. I like, mean, oh, I think. Cool. I think. I don't think. Oliver was not concerned positionally. I think Ty just, you know, did Sorry, what he does. Not concerned positionally, yeah, yeah. Is best, but I'm, I, in like Oliver's game is less predicated on points and more predicated on like I'm going to get to your leg. Right. I am way better at the leg locks than you so are. I'm going to leg lock. Ty you. racks up ten points with two minutes left. Yeah. Um, I was. He I just was, needs. He we need one more point to get the. Tech are we ball. going to eleven or twelve now? Because I keep seeing eleven. I keep seeing twelve. I thought it was eleven. It used but, to be eleven, but okay, it might might have be, and again, up. that's one thing I need to check on. I probably should. I think about. eleven is fine because like it's not like we're seeing crazy amounts of tech falls. And like no. if someone scores eleven points on you, in this case, it's two passes and a fucking mount. Like. Yeah, that's yeah. that's and pretty convincing. On the other side, there's it's usually when we see guys get teched, it's honestly usually like zero or like two points. Yeah, usually one guy obviously throws the tech up. It's like okay, cool. I mean, the, the technical fall. It's like cool. You scored twelve points on the guy, and they scored two points on you, or yep. scored zero points on you. 
so the way Ty does it is uh, he starts doing floating passing, um, uh, basically, and does a really nice little like back step to get the pass and body locks from north south. Um, really impressed with real, his passing here. We've seen really we, slick, we kind yeah. of spoke highly of his passing, but I feel like we're seeing him lean more into it now and like. He's starting to get like he's coming, confidence. He's coming into his own against yeah. these high level guys and yeah. going like, "Oh, cool! I can implement. I can like, do this. Yeah. My game, like what I do, versus like previously, what was the kids' division? Like he's had more and more high level experience. He goes, "Yeah, I can. I can go do. Like I can pass world class guys. Right. And I can go do. We're seeing him like have the extra level of confidence. Yep. And it's cool to see him like almost like open up his passing now. Yeah. Um. And because you know these these um. These Atos guys are so they have so much in their repertoire for passing and a lot of unique passing too, like, you know, the standing on the legs. In this case They mix up their passing. They mix which it is up. why I like watching those guys on top because yep. like we see it from Hulk, we see it from like even like Keenan and like like Andre. Like they won't they're not just like knee cut passers. They're like leg wave passers, knee cut passers, outside passers, Toriando passers. Like they'll kind of combo through a huge amount of and even in Nogi. Yep. With, with historically, like, you only see a couple different passes. Yep. So, um, you know, uh, and then they they get reset and, or they don't get reset, but um, they go back to a neutral position with Ty passing. And from standing, he does, he gets, like, basically kind of an anaconda grip where he's doing sort of like a, a whizzer from the front. Um, yeah. And it's like you do that, that extra reach for the anaconda, but you're standing still, which right. is like, you don't... You don't see it. Let's super. It's a super risky move to do. Yep, but he was totally confident. In it. He basically rolls over uh, Oliver Taza and lands on his shoulder and like pulls his legs out and then lightning fast just inserts them into mount. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. Like you also need some flexibility to do that too. You need like, dexterity. You need yeah. balance. You need the whole fucking shebang. And and he does it. He makes it look so easy it's fucking yeah that was that was what kind of caught me is how easy it was like that's not real that's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> like like that like yeah it's a thing you can do definitely but it's like usually you see guys kind of exert and they have to like crunch over to get the mount he just like slid there and got it you were like it's bro like, boom, that, right that is mouth. way harder than you made it look to do yeah uh, uh, that was that was really impressive really that, really too. Beautiful. that was yeah i think i still think because I'm biased, like I like the Canudo transition better, but you're right. This was a really, really cool transition. You see, I can do the Canudo transition. I can't do this. Yeah. I, That's why it was less interesting. It was like, it I was, mean, the other thing too is like Kiss of the Dragon. A, looks dope. B, look dope. sounds dope. Like I was yelling it when I saw it, you know, like, so... Um, you do that too. Oh yeah, when, it, when someone hits a kiss of the dragon, that's like you yell kiss. The, you yell kiss the like, dragon at the TV. That's like dunking on somebody. Like yeah. it's just like it's it's a dope. It's like move. at the bar when somebody hits an armbar and you yell armbar armbar. It's like yeah, everyone knows that that's an armbar guy. Uh, so then um, uh, it goes to overtime. Ty uh, hits the ten points with two minutes, but doesn't get that last uh, point or two um to get the tech fall so it goes to the overtime and then um ty just hits a, a nice uh little double leg um when oliver was just postured up just yeah. a little bit too high all that adcc like wrestling coming yeah. into play yeah. um what do you think about the t- like the when you have such a lead on a guy going to overtime like do you think that if you have do you what do you think about the rule set here do you like that if you have 10 unanswered points on a guy you could overtime pick the position or do you think that after a certain amount of points, like, yeah, you can end it for attack fall over 11, but if you're seven points up on a guy, like, you should just get the outright victory. What do you think about that? We very, we rarely see it kind of be a problem. Usually the guy winning regulation, especially unanswered, wins in overtime, but, like, what do you think about that? Because yeah. in this match, I was like, okay, clearly, like... I think that's a good point. Like, you know, if there's a seven-point differential... With unanswered points. Yeah, it's like, you know, why are you what are you hoping to get out of overtime like are you hoping that the guy who just got his ass whooped like pulls out a win like is that good yeah, it's you know weird. like it brings the margin of points it, it's kind of like a odd thing where it brings the requirement for points from 11 or 12 to two yeah it's, it's a little it is a little weird in my head because like we've seen a couple matches now at third coast where this happens yeah where it's if ty didn't win here I don't think Oliver would have felt good about it, you know, like 
It was, it you know, was, like it's, it, I don't know, there's something I think that Ryan, we'll talk about at the end here, uh, the promoter for Third Coast talked about making some changes to Third Coast. And this is one of the things we're kind of like, oh, I just want to wanted to have a discussion about it with you to see what your thoughts are. Yeah. So that's all I got. That was the uh, quarterfinals. Now moving on to the semifinals. Roberto Jimenez defeats Cade Rotolo via rear naked choke. This is where he hits that lightning fast, just like, actually, no, he grinds this choke out a little bit. He gets under and then he, he grinds the back mount out. And he's the pass, the, sorry, the sequence that. Um, Jimenez gets Cade's back here. Oh my god, it was amazing! Crazy. Like he is not on the back for twenty seconds of this, if not like longer. I think almost like thirty or forty seconds. He is like completely square. His head is like in Cade's armpit. Yeah, basically not in a headlock, but like low. Kinda, no, kind of. It was a. It was a little bit of a headlock at one point. And it was just a headlock from behind. Position. He holds the body lock like with one hand for a huge amount of time, and it's just able to get the back yeah this is amazing tenacity by roberto jimenez basically roberto started in a leg weave pass and cade pull tried to basically attempt a saddle um yeah and roberto and he lied we almost tried that um like the knees i call it a knee splitter where you try to blow their knee out from that like the leg weave position yeah you lock your leg in i've actually done this to someone accidentally blew their knee out um yeah i mean it was it was was on purpose accidentally but like i asked i asked no i my my defense i asked like hey are you okay here and he went yeah and then we moved and his leg went just really quietly and then apparently he needed uh knee surgery after that sucks well he said he was good i know i know he was an upper belt and i was no you're right yep uh, so I, so I respect that position like way more than I probably should now after. Are you talking about just like flaring the leg out in order to pull it into saddle? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, I'm talking about... We'll uh, have to show me at some point then. Where Cade was here, where Roberto kind of shoots his front leg in like he's going to go for a knee cut. You thread your arm in and almost lock it in place with your leg over so your So it looks arm. kind of like a uh, calf slicer? Kind of like a calf slicer, but with your forearm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I blew guys knee out with that. Hmm. Yeah. And you see Cade do that to here to stave the pass and potentially try to invert and get to the saddle here because it when you have your arm in that position, it stops them from being able to pass effectively because in that in essence, you lock their leg into place between your thigh and your other leg. Got it. And you see Cade go there and try to get into a leg lock from there, but Jimenez is able to get out of it and is able to pass into the back. So Jimenez basically at this point is they're in a weird position that is like like Roberto was almost like perpendicular to Cade it was kind of on his it back was a, it was and it was a position that you don't see guys get the back from right and it's really what I was like oh, guys basically Roberto has the seatbelt grip of death like he was just it didn't even look like sorry it looked like he had a crazy good seatbelt grip but then you looked at the grips that he had here I was like yo how is he keeping his chest so tight to the back of Cade's shoulder here? it's amazing so Roberto's able to get to the back and you know finagle his way there I, I partially think this is because he cut so much weight like he was i think absurdly strong for 170 i think he cut like 20 pounds to make 170 yeah so it's like that was here where it's like dude you're just that strong right now yeah and um you know he does an ama- uh, roberto does an amazing job on the back gets the body lock then traps cade's arm in the body lock which i don't see too frequently you saw the dds guys doing it for a while like they would that was kind of like their go-to they would trap it but like i had they'll trap it but like the way they do it is they'll they'll actually tuck the leg behind the back yeah um this was just like i have your leg now cool all right, now I'm oh, locking a triangle in, over it. He did it in the body triangle, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he did. That is really... You don't see that a ton. Yeah. I feel... We've seen Gordon do that, but... Yeah. Like, situationally, like, Jimenez looked like... He also locked up the body triangle really, really fast. Here. It looked uncomfortable. Like, once he got to the position, like, he turned and, like, was already... He already had his hips in motion there to where he'd get the body triangle. Yeah, it looked... Which, again, the speed there was pretty was It looked crazy. brutal. Like, there was zero chance of Cade's arm getting freed... With no, that. It, was I was like, it was a super tight body triangle. It's done. Like it, it looked insane. Um, yeah, and, and Roberto's able to to get the tap uh, for the win there. Um, next up, we have Ty Rotolo defeating Hinato Canuto via An- decision. Another fun match. Yeah, where it was like it was Canuto. It was but again, both guys are like going for the gold, going for the win. I think this was a split decision as well. This one was a little, 
uh, not controversial is not the right word. This could have gone either way, depending on what criteria you're looking at and how you want to score it. There was a basically the biggest moment in the match was I think a takedown from Rotolo in regulation, and then there was activity and scrambling in overtime that just I think edges out. It was, it was some back, definitely some back and forth in the match, but uh, it was this was a really difficult one to pick, which is why it was a split decision. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Both of these guys, I'm loving seeing Tyra Tolo kind of like continue to grow as a grappler. He's Mm -hmm. so fucking entertaining to watch. Again, the confidence, like the confidence on the Canuto is no joke. And like that dude will punish you for mistakes. Mm -hmm. And Rotolo was just like, cool. And I think it's almost this match reminds me of the Dante Leon match that we saw at Grapple Fest with Ty. I think... Like, we've seen growth even since then yep. from Ty. Like, I think he went in a little like, a little more tentative in that match. We saw him kind of, like, like a, a little more on the outside. His passing wasn't, you know, as strong. This match, he was, like, in. He was, like, in it with Canuto the entire time. Yep. Uh, finals match, Roberto Jimenez defeats Ty Rotolo via the no most, contest. Via <laughs> the most controversial shit uh, this week in grappling. So Mia, we talked at length, like in text before the show about this. Um, I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna die on the hill. There is a strong argument on both sides. There is that this was. What I will grant is that in the rule set, IBJJF yeah, in IBJJF rules, yeah, it it makes sense that there was not control established. Mm-hmm. Like, so what? Let's talk. Let's talk about the finishing sequence here. So we're in overtime, right? Overtime. Yep. Yeah. Overtime. Um, the fir- the beginning of the match. I was honestly super. What I was most impressed about was Roberto wasn't able to take Ty over with that like closed guard double ankle sweep. And he was going a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like we have, even in regulation, we just, have like, not seen it. many guys be able to stand up and that. And that's stand up how Ty stands up there. Like he was just straight up, like looking to throw the hips forward, passing. Well, actually, um, in the first match, in Roberto's first match, uh, Hugo Marquez does stand up a, a couple times. Um, in he he does, but Ty is like forward. Yeah, in the stand, like Hugo was a little more like. I think guys are starting him. to realize like that's that's the move. Like it's. It's probably better to be to risk sw- being swept, like. So how I do it, because this is something that I've done in quotes are wrong for years. Is I will do what Ty did again. I've I have weird good balance though, so it kind of you need that for this to work. I get right up on the guy like Ty does, and then even if you do kind of mess up and get taken over because of where you are, you get to land first. And you get to start coming back up before the other person can come up on the sweep. And so it gives you like a reset time. And if you're f- super fast, like Ty is, you can play with that fire there and not get taken over all the way. Now, if the guy has a really big bite on your hit on your feet and you can't free one of your feet, you're screwed and you're going to get taken over. But that's, I mean, this, this thing, I've seen this work a lot. I think guys are starting to figure out the leverage points in the ankle to stop that. I sweep. think specifically against him and as it's, it's a lot better to do that than to try to like try to squash past him because like, he's so long. He's, he's long gonna, he's and he's, he's just yeah. He's eventually going to swim under or he's the gonna only person or he's gonna you. who he could not get a body lock against was like Nicky Rodriguez. That's it. Like everyone else, like he got. Remember he got the body did lock. He get a body lock. He did, and then and then Nicky was just like. Oh yeah, he was like, nah. Yeah, I exactly. didn't want any of that. Okay, yeah, I was like, I thought he did get a body lock on Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, it didn't effectively work. I think so. Anyway, people are starting. I'm starting to notice people are starting to stand in Roberto's cl- close guard more as as a favorable way of passing, which I makes sense to me. Um, but anyway, yeah, Ty Ty looked great. Um, and so in overtime, um, there were there any points scored in this one? Was it zero zero? I think it was zero think it was zero zero, zero. and then went to zero zero overtime and then um, goes to overtime and they're standing at one point Roberto um, just shoots like a you know a, a double which he's been a, doing a jujitsu double yeah it's a jujitsu double we've seen we saw him do it earlier in this promotion we've seen yeah. him do it a not sure over like a camera pole or something like that and I think it was a Hugo Marquez match they were all over the mat yeah um, I oh we'll talk about it after third goes making bigger mats which I'm happy about so um. So Ty snatches up a guillotine mm-hmm. as he's being taken down, which is what you do in 
pretty much all promotions because the rule is in both ADCC and in IBJJF that essentially you cannot establish control when someone is uh, attempting a submission yes, against you. So you have you. to clear the submission, and then once you and then the, the clock starts, and then the clock starts. So which that I I get that that's the rule, and according to that, <laughs> like, rule, I get that rule, but I disagree. According to that rule, I think definitely uh, Roberto Jimenez did not maintain control. So what I happens think it's is, a, I is, think it's a dumb rule. He, I think it's a fucking I like, stupid like, that's rule. rule. I don't agree with the rule. I mean, it's a it's a dumb rule. It's if if here's the thing, if the submission is legit, you will finish it. That shouldn't that shouldn't have any bearing on whether or not. Okay. I, you, you've kind of turned me around. I, I do like your it take. Sh- like it shouldn't if, have... If, if you get the submission and you have it, you finish so the guy. here's what you... Now you're on the ground. I have it for 15 a seconds. A better rule would and be... And I'm just holding the guillotine, but I don't have it. A better rule would be you don't you don't award the points while the submission is being attempted. And that's the rule. Right. That's how the rule stands But no, 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 no. Now people are making it sound like, oh, well, the clock doesn't start until the submission ends. Yeah, yeah. This clock doesn't start for control. I'm saying fucking start... The clock starts immediately on the takedown and then if the person oh yeah no doesn't, yeah it counts the like take. let's say yeah. let's say someone has a shitty fucking guillotine for like eight seconds like really egregious amount of time yeah and it's just not going anywhere then that should count as control time is what you're saying on the ground yeah so the guy so i go to take you down you guillotine me yeah. we're on the ground for 15 seconds i then pop my head out of the guillotine you're saying like okay that counted as a take that's a takedown you don't have to now scramble for three additional seconds and then control again yep like you already took me down correct anything i do after the fact is different correct so and how the rule stands now so- is the time doesn't start until you clear the submission right and here so. and and this this particular this particular submission i think to me like when I saw people complaining about it, I thought I was going to see something really egregious and I saw it. And what I saw was like, like Cade's elbows way, way down by his like past his lower rib. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah ties. Yeah. He fought both of Tolos this weekend. Right. It's confusing. Uh, uh, both of his elbows way, way down past his rib. Like basically as it was, far it down. It wasn't an official position. It was like, not a finishable mean, it's position. It's a guillotine yeah. and you can adjust that guillotine yes. to make it work. Yeah. But in the position that he has it in. Right. Where where in where, where, where I mean Jimenez is able to escape out of it's not a finishable guillotine. Right. So what happens is he escapes the guillotine and then Ty does exactly what you should do with how the rules are worded. He hustles that ass up yep. and gets up eh, maybe three seconds, maybe not. It was but he was like but Jimenez never effectively controlled the position on the ground after escaping the choke. Right. The refs go okay, it's been three seconds. It's a close three seconds, but he got him down. Awards the points. Jimenez gets the victory. Ten grand. Good for Jimenez. But then, in looking back at it, you go, oh, actually, because of how the rules are written, technically, that should not have counted as a takedown because the rules dictate that you have to control on the ground for three seconds after clearing the sub. Right. And again, I read through the IBJJF rules a couple months ago, and this is something that they address. Again, I really hope I'm getting this right and have not like remembered that's, this all incorrectly. That's what people have been saying anyway. I haven't okay. checked the rules, but... Yeah, I need to reread the rules again because I and again, I've never really finished that project because um, yeah. I'm, I'm also, also a super huge fan of rules, and so I think I actually really do genuinely enjoy like all of these, these kind of particular use cases of like, oh, this is why the work has to be written and worded this way, for when you get situations like this. And from a technique standpoint, I looked it up because like, I was like, man, maybe I'm being subjective here, like, but that doesn't look like a very finishable guillotine to me. So I looked it up and Danaher has a video um, uh, on YouTube. It's, you can Google it. It's the high elbow guillotine by John Danaher. And in it, he explains like that if your opponent, if you're guillotining someone and your opponent can get their shoulder to your chest yeah. from that seated guard position, you can't finish it. Well, you can. Well, you have it's to adjust. A, it, yeah, it's just extremely I mean, hard. You what, can't what, do it from What he there says is like, rim. you know, get your wrist in between, do yeah. the high elbow thing, yeah. you know, get the finish that way. But, um, you know, I when I saw it, I was like, that doesn't look... Right, but it is what, but it is what you're supposed to be doing there. You got you get taken out. He gets your hips. You snag the neck. Right, and then when he pops, you pop up and try to Heisman and push off of him and get up. 
That's what he does. Yep. But it was called early, and so we have a no contest in the finals uh, that on the day Jimenez gets. Jimenez wins the tournament. Um, I'll watch the match again. Yeah. Like, both these guys are young, up-and-comers again. Yep. Roberto, now world-ranked, new black belt. Ty Rotolo, are they purple in quotes here? I think they just got purple. I think they just got purple. I mean, we got purple and we're waiting for black is really what it is for, like, the Nogi. For, like, these guys in Nogi, um, you're contending with top Nogi guys in the world. Like, you you beat Canuto, who's, like, a world-class level dude via split decision. Like, Wagner Hosha, like... ADCC, Paula Meow, like yeah. pick and choose. You're, you're world class. So the like, other, the the reason why, also broadly speaking, why I'm not salty about this is again, Roberto his previous two matches got submissions, got the only yeah. Like, so it's like so if you're gonna have a close match in the finals, it's like I'm not sure give or take. But it's like well, Roberto finished his first two guys. Yeah, we're gonna apply some caveat here that didn't matter at all, but it didn't matter. But like I'm just saying from like a. I'm not salty about this, you know, like I, I was when I because I saw the reactions to it before I watched the matches. Dude, I, I fell asleep. I was trying. I had it on in bed. It was like 1 a.m. And I was like, I'll watch it tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'll catch, I'll catch the replay. Yeah. I watched the Pedro Mourinho match and I was just I was just fading hard. Yep. And I caught it on the replay and I saw all the I didn't I didn't I woke up. I didn't look at social media. I watched it. As first thing I woke up, so I didn't have it spoiled for me. And then I went to social media and was like, oh, should be popping this morning. So, well, we'll get to the super fight results, but do you want to, it seems like a good time to talk about some of the changes that Third yeah. Coast was talking about. So, Ryan McGuire, uh, president of Third Coast, does all the matchmaking, does a lot of the promotion, does, runs Third Coast Grappling. Um, talked about, he was kind of unhappy, he was really unhappy with how the event ran. Um, the refing specifically, yeah. He said, like, the ref, he wasn't as much of a problem with the refing. He talked about, like, just in general, I think they had, there were audio issues on the broadcast, there were some other issues, um, there was not inconsistencies in the refing, but it was like, they need, they, I think he they wants... They need to get on the same page, yeah. Everyone's, you know, there were a lot of split decisions on this card, yep. which... A lot of matches were super, super close, so I understand, but there were a lot of split decisions. He also said, actually, this morning, uh, they're selling the mats that they have because they're getting bigger mats. So they right now have 26 by 26, which is 676 square feet of mat space. They are going to 30 by 30, which is 900 square feet of mat space. It's a 33% one-third increase in mat size that I think is very warranted. Uh, We've been talking about since they've been running the Kumite events, the mats were a little small. This event... I mean, these we, guys were we've seen this all over the place. Like, and it's not just third coast. Like, ADCC had the same problem. Yeah, that's why they're yeah. adding the, the border, like the eight foot, I think, safety mats. This yeah. next ADCC, it's yeah. like guys at the high level need, move around. And yeah, they move around. And you have to play the border. You, you have a border, and past that border, you need enough space for them to fall, where they're not like like Pena like getting his ribs slammed into a fucking yeah. desk or like, even in this match where he had Jimenez like hitting a camera pole or something like that it's like yeah. these guys we in the rules with the way the rules in jiu-jitsu work it behooves you to play the border of the map yeah. because if you're getting taken down you make a little bit it's of turn, a psychological thing too out, like you're getting submitted yeah. you make a turn you're off the mat you get a reset like it behooves you mm-hmm. especially if you're playing defensively to be on the edge of the map and so we need bigger mats, and especially for the guys that are at the high level like this, to push them back in the center, give them a little bit more space to work. I mean, a third more space to work is a really good way to address that problem. It's, uh, I guess, like three feet on either side, so that's pretty good. I don't. I don't. I only did the square footage math. I didn't do any other math. Yeah, but it's thirty-three. It's a third bigger, like by gives area. The guys, but like, yeah, linearly, it's it's three feet on each side. You are, you, I'm going to defer to your expertise on mathematics here. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Okay. So I'm, I'm happy that it's bigger. Uh, I think that's, I think Brian's going to make some other changes as well. I like the Third Coast. And again, through Third Coast's history, they've historically made a lot of good changes for the better. I mean, look at the first time they, when they ran overtimes, how they did it versus how they run overtimes now. It's way better. Like they're consistently improving, consistently paying out guys, consistently putting on good matches. You know, this event had some problems here and there, but like it was still a really fun event. Still, definitely a watchable event. There's still matches you should go back and watch. So, I'm happy that they're making changes. Yep. Super fights. We have Ricardo Evangelista defeating Hinato Tagliari via Golden Score overtime. It was a sweep. Uh, Felipe Andrew defeats Max Jimenez via Golden Score in overtime. Dude, Jimenez 
was looking for the fireman carry, but with the gi, he had that front grip, was going for the gi. It was, uh, it was, the match was, a, there was a lot of pieces on the feet for this match. Yeah. That was, uh, that was the match. It does end in a sweet Tomoe Nage, though. Uh, it was the dopest piece of that. It was awesome. But Fubanjo gets underneath, flips. Jimenez is, by the way, a giant dude. Yeah. I did an interview with him uh, then at Ground Control in Columbia before ADCC, like, I think a couple days after he was announced or something like that. And crazy big dude. So to Tomonage him, super impressive. And the sequence is honestly it's, really It's cool. really nice because, yeah, like, uh, Felipe starts off using his insteps and then in midair switches, like, kicks out, gets his heels in and uses those to to take Max over. Really, really nice uh, work by Felipe Andrew. Um, Pedro Mourinho defeats Andre Porforio via decision. Always love seeing Pedro Mourinho out there. Close match. Um, I was fade during this match. It was, it's always fun to see Pedro. Yeah. Uh, anything else on this one? That's it. A lot of fun. Uh, definitely definitely go back and rewatch um, the both Jimenez match, or all three Jimenez matches, honestly. Uh, go back and watch Canuto versus Tama, and go back and watch uh, Ty versus Canuto. Like, yeah. those are all matches that were super fun and definitely worth, you know, the couple minutes to sit down and watch them. Preview section? Let's do it. We got, again, super quick this week. Uh, fight to win 149 taking place in Dallas, Texas on August 14th. We have three matches right now that are announced for this card. Back in action after a couple weeks, we have Keenan Cornelius versus Gabriel Armada. Awesome to see Keenan active in fight to win. I do think that like it's a rule set where we will get to see Keenan kind of like branch out more and like, i feel like we're gonna see him like open up and like he doesn't have to play for the points anymore he can now like start doing a lot of the sub game that, that i think really made him famous yeah um and also just i'm he's an innovator and so i think in this rule set he'll be able to test more stuff out You're able to play not, not play around is the right word because there's only he's uh, only i, mean, I think honestly he he doesn't when he talks about it stuff he, in a competitive setting yeah i mean he he's talked about it before well where he he kind of like realizes he has eureka moments where he's like oh yeah this right here so i'm I'm curious to see him um play around more i i love it because it's just more time that i get to kind of see this lapel game a little bit because i really haven't studied it Ooh, and also um, you can see the guy like keenan frequently talks about like everyone's doing it wrong like most guys are doing it wrong they're doing this wrong they're, these instructionals are incorrect how to do it so I'm really I always love watching like new Keenan footage because he's at the, he is the guy on the cutting edge of uh, in quotes here that lapel shit. Yep. And you always see him like okay this is what he should be doing here. He's like he's not ever making a grip switch that's not intentional. He's not ever going to a place that he doesn't really like have a reason to go to. He has an entire systemized thing. I think Josh ha- Josh from Grappling Rewind has the lapel encyclopedia still. And he's talked about, like, yeah, he's a whole system for, like, why and how and where he goes with it all. So, again, I'm more excited to see Keenan footage and see him in, like, super fights where he can really just, like, throw all the chips on the table for the fight and, you know, have a nice showcase. He doesn't have to go 14 matches. Yeah. So, um, I kind of want to favor Keenan here, but... Gabriel's yeah. a tough matchup. We've seen Gabriel before on Fight to Win. Uh, he just fought Sanji uh, a little bit ago, lost via armbar. Uh, he has a win referee decision over Jimenez on Fight to Win as well. Um, and he also has a win over Jake Watson at Nogi Worlds. I assume this is going to be a gi matchup. I haven't seen the graphic for this yet. Yeah, I um, have uh, Keenan taking this one. So. Yeah, I do too. Again, it could be close though because Gabriel is no... Uh, no slouch. Next matchup, we have Jenna Bishop versus Luisa Montero. It's a Gee featherweight title bout. Um, I think we just saw Luisa versus Elizabeth Clay. Uh, that was a Nogi match, and we saw Elizabeth take that via heel hook. But I think Montero, uh, I feel like she has had the title in Fight to Win before. I think Jenna Jenna has it currently. I, think, I cannot remember. No, but I think Montero has it. I thought she took it over um, Baby Vieira. It's who she took it over. This is, This should be a ton of fun. Um, next match, we have Lucas Panero versus Junior Casio for the Bantamweight Nogi title. That's going to be dope. Yeah, I rolled with Lucas at a, a Moyer gym in Dallas when we were covering Kasai. Went to an open mat that morning and did a great round with him uh, that he beat my ass very, very nicely. And I realized, I was like, in the round, I was like, who is this guy? Like, I know, I recognize this guy. And he's, I was like, hey, and after I was like, hey, he's, I'm Lucas. I was like, are you Lucas Panero? He goes, yeah. I was like, cool, that makes 
much more sense now. He just casually beat my ass for like a 10-minute round. So this is a really fun matchup. We've just seen Juni. We saw him beat, uh, I think, last weekend, Gabe Tuttle. Um, the guy that fought Kyle Terra like a couple weeks before that, and we were talking about wanting to see Juni in like a title fight. I think Lucas still has the bantamweight title. Uh, if not, I know he has had it before. But super active, um, Atos black belt. Yeah, you know, and Juni is a newer uh, Unity black belt. But we see him, you know, implementing a lot of the Eddie Cummings stuff. He's sort of like the next guy doing a lot of like the Z. He, I think he's the only guy we've ever seen in competition hit the Z lock twice. Um, so I'm very, very curious. Remind me, he, he against Craig Tuttle, he did a he did like an um, an arm triangle, right? He didn't finish it. Yeah, um, but he yeah that was that I think was the thirty seconds the and he would have finished. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, so I, I'm excited for this one. Um, I, we've not seen Pan- we have not covered Panera here in a minute, but we've covered Juni a lot recently. So it's a really, really good nogi bout. Um, for some reason, I feel like Panero is going to sit, and we're going to see Acasio's passing game. So I'm interested to see uh, how Panero's how Panero's leg lock defense is, um, because I'm assuming that's where Juni's going to take it, especially in the fight to win format. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Juni is has shown that he is like surprisingly versatile so yeah. um you know i think i think he can and the passing I mean, in the tunnel match like his passing just looked it was like, yeah dude, that tech up he hit on that in the in the tunnel match was like textbook was yeah beautiful like transition with the feet come up just turn it back over yep. get on top yeah so i'm excited for this one um that's it yeah we don't have a whole lot else what's your week look like uh i started doing yoga again feeling pretty good nice how's your back uh, good, man. I, you know, I, I feel like I have identified the motions that like causes it to freak out. For those who don't know, Emil has also a herniated disc in his back. Yeah. Fucking I'm blaming you, Maine. Yeah. You this caught it somehow. You spend yeah. enough time around me. It's like, yeah, what happened? It's like, oh, I'm sorry. You got to spend too much time around me. You also get a herniated disc in your back. Uh, same place as my disc as well. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, all things considered pretty good, you know, considering like I, I, for the most part, forget that I have a herniated disc, which is a great uh, place to be. awesome. I yeah. wish I had that problem. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Anything else like fun going on this week? That's it, man. D&D. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. That's that's big. That's right. <laughs> Grappling Rewind. Uh, found out um, when we had Zach here a couple weeks ago, um, he's like looking over at my computer. Screen and, peeping. And he he's like, hey, man, do you play Dungeons and Dragons? And I was like, man, that is a bizarre first question to ask but yes i do uh he saw like a, a playlist that i had for one of my campaigns and so it turns out zach has been dying to play D for a long time uh so we're gonna run a little grappling rewind uh session super excited yeah zach's wife rachel me yep you as dm i have no idea what i'm doing but i'm excited as shit for it yeah so that's in a couple of days we're not gonna like broadcast any of that but that's just like stuff that we're doing when there's you know not a ton of grappling to like fill my entire yeah, we'll do week with fantasy grappling yeah because so. we're all not like none of us are training yeah. others like you're being responsible in baltimore here so uh yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm super excited for that um i don't think i have anything else That's i'm just it, like man. running yeah I'm running a lot i'm trying to i'm like extending all my distances this month okay to try to bring like more suffering into my life yeah yeah apparently. why not optimize the suffering yeah, i'm trying to make like the average mile the average run this month like three or three and a half miles which uh i want to get back into grappling i miss i miss like other people trying to fight me and not like me fighting myself constantly yeah. it's it's not so great so yeah uh yeah that's my week sweet all right so uh that does it as always in the show i'm your host main with my co-host emil and we got the grappling rewind see you on the map whatever that is stay safe if you like the show, please consider sharing it on Facebook with the folks at your gym. It's the best way that we grow the show and we really appreciate it. You can reach out to us on email. We also have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Google+. Plus. Until that shuts down. We have a website. If you have an event you would like to have us cover, please let us know. If you have a name, like most people do, and you'd like to have us stop butchering it, let us know. Reach out to us. The show is also available on YouTube, Spotify, in addition to iTunes and every other podcast service. We very much appreciate your time and thank you.